0: We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number four. We're going to be talking some recruiting with T. Frank Carr. But before we get to that, T. Frank, we need to name a winner from the Ask T. Frank segment. Who you got?
0: There were, some, uh, there were some inviting topics, and there were some interesting conversations. I didn't like any of the questions, but that doesn't mean they weren't good questions this week. Sometimes I don't like the questions, and it's because they, they, I didn't think they were great. Uh, I'm going to go with Rob and Altoona about PJ Mustafer.
1: Okay, there we go. We got a winner. And I was so sure, I was so sure it would be the question about Sean Clifford. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just a hint for your questions for next week. Don't ask T. Frank about Sean Clifford. Ask him about something else, okay? Make sure you get those questions in.
0: I, I do a weekly mailbag show on the BWI Daily Edition, and uh, me and Nate Bauer, whenever we get questions about Sean Clifford, I say, "All right, uh, all right, Nate, it's time to play the hits." We get out our lighters and we just say the same. It's like it's like when you're going to a Beatles concert, or I don't know why I said the Beatles. A Zepp. I, I don't go to concerts. Your favorite your favorite musician. They start playing your favorite songs. The one that the all, the whole crowd knows the lyrics to. You can sing along in your sleep. Whenever we get asked about Sean Clifford, I get my 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 phone out and we get the flashlights and we start swaying back and forth singing along to the obvious answer we've given a thousand times this offseason. <laughs> That's why the Sean Clifford it's not that the, it's not a valid question, it's that your honor, I've answered this question 5 times. <laughs> asked an answer. Exactly. Like,
1: what, what I do think is we have you on the record, you would be starting Sean Clifford and Yes. You know what the funny thing is? We say this, uh, T. Frank, but during the break, what were we talking about?
0: My, I have the memory of a goldfish. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I got all worked up about that question, and then I forgot.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Let's talk about recruiting, uh, T. Frank. The recruiting gods, they giveth and they taketh away. We timed it for the last question of our Ask T. Frank made reference to two recruits this week, one committed, one decommitted, and, uh, you know, it's the survival of the fittest, it feels like. First, let's go on the positive side. Hay Haynes, he had been committed to Rutgers, then his recruitment kind of blew up, he yeah. decommitted for Rutgers, thinking he could do better, and he ended up at Penn State with that commitment. What's Penn State getting in this guy?
0: Speed. He is he is fast, uh, and I I think it's a little unfair to say just speed, elite athleticism. Now, I don't know that there's comprehensive testing, but the numbers that he put out and the numbers that we have on him is that uh, he ran a four three nine forty yard dash. And his uh, broad jump was ten feet ten inches, and that would have been sixth at the NFL Combine. So, NFL level numbers as a high school rising senior, that level of athleticism in, in those specific areas, and, and the difference between vertical and, um, and and a broad jump is linear versus vertical explosion. So, I don't know that he is a you know elite leaper, but he's got a good catch radius. Long frame, so he's one, but he's got a great wingspan, long legs. I think he can add good weight. I don't have any problem with him being one of those skinny, speed-only receivers. And he's got inside-outside versatility. I wrote a whole article about this this week, about Penn State and their positionless receivers. He can play in the slot, he can play out wide, and he's got speed. The number one thing you're looking for in college football right now, speed and route running. So speed with a side of speed and some more speed
1: we like speed mm-hmm. even though you know there's the old saying you can't coach speed uh, but we've seen penn state coaching speed you know guys have gotten yeah. faster but if you're starting out with a 439 guy that's a good spark, starting spot i found it <laughs> <I'll> interesting <say. laughs> be, yeah we'll we'll take that but what i thought was also interesting is we had always heard about him being a wide receiver but then all of a sudden, Penn State's calling him an athlete who could actually play either side of the ball. What do you? Th- where do you think he'll end up?
0: So this is I do I do a film breakdown of every single player that commits to Penn State, um, and I watch the full games. I I don't just watch the highlight film. I don't just watch camp. I watch what they do on the good plays and the bad plays because. You don't really know until you see a full complement of plays, but with Yazid Haynes, there is no single full game from last season that I could find, and I'm a detective with these things. I know all the places to look. I can I can get into the dark web and find there's nothing, so I've seen very little of him playing corner, but some of the stuff that we saw at the Whiteout camp, which you can check out, you know, some of the stuff we've done, um, he had some issues catching the ball cleanly. And there's a little bit of that even on his highlight tape of some acrobatic catches where he doesn't catch it the first time. So then the question becomes: It's not. It's not. This is not a fact. This is now a fact-finding mission. Is what are his hands like? Does he catch? Is he a? Is he a good receiver or was this a blip? The fact that we have that piece and Penn State saying maybe he can play corner to me that tells me there might be a, a question about his hands. Secondarily, uh, from a positional standpoint, that athlete, uh, le, uh, the athlete, <laughs> ble, uh, ble, uh, ble. the elite athleticism that he displays translates to either side of the ball. So you want guys that are fast, that fluid, move well. And I think he can be a boundary corner for Penn State if, um, you know, once we find out what his skill set is on that side of the ball.
1: On the flip side, Josh Miller, offensive lineman. Decommitted from Penn State, went to Georgia. You alluded to this in our previous segment. Uh, T. Frank, is this just a case? You've got the defending national champion come knocking on your door. You have to at least listen, if not take them up on their offer.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I don't know that... I don't know what else to say, you know, about the situation. He's a three-star athlete that was recruited. This is this is kind of the the interesting thing is he plays tackle at his high school, uh, and and he is projected as an interior player. He's 6'3", 330 pounds, and he is a mauler on film. I love his technique. I I love his size. I love his his pad level, his power, everything about his his film. And so you say, okay, he's a three-star that was recruited by Clemson, Penn State, and then finally Georgia got on board. And that's tough to to I mean, they're defending national champion that have players that look like him that go to the NFL. Players that have his skill set and his body type. When I talk to him on my show, and and I don't want to make again, kinda like Yazid Haynes and his his hands from one afternoon at Beaver Stadium. I don't want to make too much of one interaction, but I had him on my show. He's a fun dude. He's a very confident, self-possessed kid. And I asked him, uh, you know, we have you as an interior lineman. Is that the conversation with you in Penn State that you're playing on the interior because uh, you play tackle in high school? And he, he he danced around the question, but still made it clear that he wants to play tackle. Uh, to me, at least in that moment. And he looks like the guys that, Georgia has put it in the NFL, that play tackle. He is a mauler at, at the offensive line position, and I think that 6'3", 6'4", frame, 330 pounds, if he can clean up his footwork, he can play tackle. He might be a good right tackle. So is that a part of the opportunity at Georgia that they were selling him outside of Penn State, who's still going after linemen to play on the perimeter, and he would have been, if he goes to Penn State, purely a guard? That's a, I don't I haven't talked to him. I haven't asked him that question, but that would be the one question I would ask him to try and find it out was position important here too?
1: that That would be interesting. Okay, June has, is a big recruiting month for Penn State, everybody else also. Who are the other names that we should know who have been showing up at Penn State like over the last uh, weekend or two, T. Frank?
0: So, and this is Ryan Snyder is is my guy. So I'm just giving you what he's he's told me and some of his information. Um, but guys that I think are important, I'll, I'll phrase it this way: targets that I think are important. The one that came to Penn State last weekend, Dakari Nelson. I think he's a striker. Everything I described to you in the show today about what you want from that position, I think that's his future. He's a safety. He's six foot three, round two hundred pounds. He can run, he plays corner at his high school, so having that diverse skill set and potentially 210, 215 pounds in the slot, that's exactly what Penn State needs. He is a high-priority target from Alabama. Penn State seems to be in a great position with him. We'll see what happens. I think his recruitment's going to go a little bit longer than Penn State would be comfortable with, but that's one guy that I think stands out right away that was at Penn State this past weekend. Now with Josh Miller decommitting, Penn State needs to get another offensive lineman and they need to get another tackle. They need to get Evan Link out of Gonzaga. Another guy that came to Penn State this past weekend for an official visit. Uh, His tape, he's good. He's a good athlete, good on the perimeter, good length, all those things. Is he the guy that I think Penn State, if in dream scenarios, could land in Samson Okunlola? He nobody is. He to me is the surest bet of all the prospects Penn State is talking to is, is Samson Okunlola. It is my colleagues have basically painted it as the longest of shots. They have a good relationship, but this is another guy that's being recruited by Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Like all the schools want Samson Okunlola out of Thayer Academy, but Penn State has landed some five star offensive linemen. Can Phil Troutwine put it over the top? Evan Link is a must. And then the, the shoot for the moon with Oak and Lola, but he's not taking his official visit to the fall. So Link is a must, so that you can get that versatility back into this offensive line group to have a couple players that can play tackle and have the flexibility to play guys on the interior where you want to or where they might be best suited. So those are a couple of the guys I'd highlight coming out of this past weekend the visit to Penn State that I think are are either high priorities or must gets for the Nittany Lions.
1: An interesting name to me is this Elliot Washington, who's currently committed to Alabama.
0: Yeah. Um. So he's an interesting player. I started scouting him because I want to know what the deal was there as well. Five foot eleven, hundred and eighty-seven pounds. He's a physical player, violent, mean sort of corner. And I don't know what the situation with Alabama is, but here's my open question that I want to have answered: Does he uh, eventually become a safety? Because he is he is tough, he's tenacious, he's got a good one hundred meter time, so I don't speed might not be an issue, but does he outgrow the position essentially? And if Alabama's looking for a longer, rangier corner and he didn't grow and develop into that, is that a part of their like are we gonna keep him or we're we not gonna keep him? So I, I would say Penn State's in a good position there, and that's kind of a quick thumbnail scout of him.
1: All right, very good, T. Frank. But that is it for quarter number four, and that is it for our show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State-Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, Transportation to and from the game and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to AthleticTravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there.
0: In his book, Why Penn State? author greg woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to happy valley in the 1980s a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time this compilation of rare photos original essays and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind we are start your journey today order online at YPennState.com.